My name is Eliza Jansen and I am a teenage shopaholic drama queen. Uh, my name is Noah Jansen and I'm, uh, I'm a drama queen. Hey guys, I just want to thank you for um, welcoming me into this space. My, my name mm. is Ivana Brijas. Uh, it's my first time here and um, sorry, this is kind of hard for me. I, <laughs> um, I'm a teenage drama shopping queen, a holic. Thank you for thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for your bravery. Thank you. thank you guys. Do you have anything to say, Anthony, as well? Yeah, hi. Um, it's good to be back again. Um, I know I haven't been in for a while, um, but I'm a bad bitch, and <laughs> th- this I'm is sorry. this is where I need to be today. It is. So it's really good to be back. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming back. Welcome after everybody. Last week. Welcome to Twin Peaks. Gosh, I love movies. starting the show we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself noah anthony and ivana are now recording the wurundjeri people of the kulin nation and pay our respects to elders past present and emerging welcome to twin picks it's a show where we watch two movies with some sort of similarity we pick them apart we pick our favorite and have fun while doing it with a lovely returning guest Ivana Brias, thank Yay. you so much Welcome for back. joining us again. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, with we another killer suggestion of movies. <laughs> this is the first time I'm coming on and like talking about women. Yeah, because I'm saying so much, you like, always men. have good movie suggestions and they're always about men yeah, treating each other horribly. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like the, toxic men. Yeah, like that toxic space of just a bunch of men yeah. being like honed in on Stanford one another as well. Experiment. Yeah. Tyrell and get out. Yeah. Yeah. Sky High. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All the worst. Yeah. The man of that film, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is nice. Bruce Campbell in Sky High. As toxic as they come. <laughs> Coach Boomer. Yeah. No, this is like a very, yeah, feminine, like, diversion from that. It's like female power fantasies, right? Where it's like female con artists, kind of. Yeah. In both yeah. these movies. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're going to be great. First off, should we talk about some responses yes. to our listener questions from last time? We have some housekeeping to do. Indeed, indeed. Um, I have a great response to our question <laughs> last week. We asked, we were talking about cinema experiences that we really remember that sort of forever marked what you thought of that movie. And we had indeed. some great listeners write in about their own experiences. Um, mutual friend of yours, Ivana, <laughs> India Alessandra at India underscore Alice on Twitter said, I saw Minari, Minari at Nova. Towards the end of the film, there was a putrid stench. It was like a toxic <laughs> fart. Not sure if it was in fact the worst fart ever or a sewage thing, but it really ruined the movie for me. That is wow. chilling. The movie? That is so <laughs> sad. You're a very evocative writer though. There's nothing yeah, worse like than putrid, yeah, putrid stench. Well, there's nothing worse than like a thing that's clearly really great being ruined by a thing like disconnected <laughs> from the movie. I've had two cinema experiences where I distinctly remember being like, I would absolutely love this if oh, I wasn't like uncomfortable. You cannot right separate now. it from Yeah, like I saw Nightcrawler in at 
like uh, Rivoli once, yeah. like when it came out, and I was like loving the movie, but I've never been so cold in my life. Oh. And I was like, why would I not have brought a jumper? And I was freezing, <laughs> like actually shivering. <laughs> and I just kept on thinking about how much pain I was in. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's ruining Nightcrawler. That's oh, so sad. Stunning. There we go. I have a very, a really, uh, like, it made me go, I want to rewatch the film to try to understand what this cinema experience is. But confidently nervous, which is uh, Nathan Pave, he commented, bawling my eyes out to Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, when they put the circus on and Firework by Katy Perry is playing. I was a full-grown human by this stage and can honestly say no movie has made me so emotional. Oh, Do you remember what this scene is? Because I definitely no. don't. Surely Noah Baumbach just put all of his divorced energy into, <laughs> into that scene in the film. The only thing I know about Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, is, yeah, written yeah. by Noah Baumbach and that, you know, the Afri Circus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Zebra Sings. Never mind. Afri I don't want to go into yeah. this. No, yeah. I want to know. Wait, that would make racist? me cry. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought I that's what I was, I was like, is it problematic? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it? not. It's the opposite of problematic. Or it's just great. that Afro Circus was. Yeah, that he sings a little song, Afro Circus. That'll make me cry. That's like the emotive. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Truly, yeah. the ones from our childhood I remember that like everyone would just sing or like say mm. so constantly that it, you could hear it in your dreams was, I like to move it, move it. Yeah. <laughs> that Afro Circus, I do remember that. And Bali. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. was or Stitch. That was nightmare. like a huge thing. When Stitch? Lilo and Stitch came out, people were like, I can do the Stitch voice. That was like a big can hit. Can you do the Stitch voice? I'm not going to do it. I I, can you do the Stitch can. voice? No, I can't even imagine. I'm imagining like imagine Tasmanian Tiger. <laughs> in my brains. I feel like Karis could do the Stitch voice. Oh, she totally could. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Karis can do. Well, how far away is that wild Thornbury's kid from Donnie. Stitch? Donnie. No, Do- <laughs> Stitch is more sedate. He's just like kind of garbled, little cute. How good was the Stitch TV show? I like that show. Lilo and Stitch TV show. Oh, where they had to like collect the all. That was yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, really um, great. Yeah, Ivana, have you had like a particularly notable in cinema experience that like either made the movie for you or stuffed it up? Yeah, the only one that comes to mind is when I went to see American Honey. Um, with like a big group of friends at Nova and we're all like yeah cool we'll all meet each other there and I got Mm. there and like everyone else had bought their tickets already and for some reason I just thought it would be fine to get my ticket there and it wasn't it was sold out and so I was like oh and it was like six other people were there and I was like I I don't know what to do now (laughs) and um one of them was just like just get a ticket to a different movie and then you'll like get past the ticket people and then just come into the cinema with us (laughs) so I did that but, like, the movie was sold out, so that meant that I was taking someone else's seat and, like, two oh. other people in our group had done the same thing as me. So it was, like, three of us had taken three people's yeah. seats. And for, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie, like, people were coming in late and whatever and the cinema was filling up and we were sitting there kind of trying to Being focus like, on the movie. Oh no. But also just seeing people come in. And mm. then, like, eventually it filled up and we were just like, ah. And then, like... <laughs> This little group of people walked in and the cinema was full and you just kind of saw them like look around and look a bit confused. And then they just sat on the floor in front of them. That's heartbreaking. How Wait, very- so you stayed and watched the whole movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is baller. That's that is awesome. so very American to take land that does not belong yeah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it felt, the only thing that felt validating was that they were such like you know, kind of wild children in the film. And I was like, oh, they yeah. would have done this. So yeah. like, you want to be sitting on the ground to watch yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how they would have lived. Yeah, but also, oh, what are you impressive. doing turning up that late to a movie? Exactly. Yeah. They deserve it. Especially yeah. if Do you film, really want to be here? If you're seeing like mm. Minions or like <laughs> Ted 2, that's very different. But 
if you're going to go see American Honey and you're rocking up yeah. like half an hour late, that's mm. on you, man. You gotta, yeah, it's like a holistic experience. That's surely. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And mum, mum also wanted me to quickly mention <laughs> the cinema experience of seeing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and being <gasps> so scared of the child catcher that she sat oh in God. our grandma's lap. Like she turned her head into her grandma's lap and then the lights came up and she was so scared. She just straight up forgotten. She was holding like a fully uneaten choc top <gasps> and it like melted into our grandma's lap and wow. she was like drenched in it and they like uh. ran home. Ran yeah. home. Yeah, they were like walking, like <laughs> holding their arms apart and she felt really bad. But just the child catcher was that scary. To be fair, it's the child scary. catcher is way too scary. Yeah. Would you not feel ice cream melting yeah. on you? And, like, well, how do you forget you have a chalk top in your hand yeah. until the end of the movie? God, kids are dumb. <laughs> That's <Sorry>, yeah. This <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, I'm cold and <laughs> like terror. It was an your, wouldn't your grandma have felt it and been like, oh, I yeah. feel like there's some it's cold on her as well. Yeah, on me. there's truly something dripping down the oh front of my dress. Yeah, hundred percent. Horrible. Wow. Well, clearly they weren't teenage drama queens, and they <laughs> didn't care for their clothes enough to be shopaholics. Yeah. Or maybe they did. Maybe it was an excuse that was to go get more. Such a good segue. I thought it was I'm pretty really good. Impressed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, um, <laughs> both these movies, I would say, are like chick lit rather than rom coms. Do you agree on that? That's like Ooh, the genre they should. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I feel like the romance is pretty irrelevant in both of them, and it's not. Not yeah. like it's like kind of like a side thing. Mm. Where it's like not mm. developed very deeply. Yeah, yeah. But even beyond the title, there are very so true. many similarities I found between these two movies yeah. when we're watching them. Both it's about redhead cinema. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger <laughs> <Redhead> Kino. <laughs> Um, and it's also us returning to the canon of Lindsay Lohan, who we have definitely neglected for like a long time. So, how many more do we have? Oh, I'm sure we have tons. I'm sure we have like 15 or 16 movies of hers that we haven't covered yet. Yeah, I think so I feel gotta... like we've seen almost all of them, but we like really haven't. She'll have tons of random movies we've never heard. I'm of. keen for like Kirby Fully Loaded. <laughs> yeah, and I know who killed me, but like the canyons, like. How uh, good is the title? Herbie Fully Loaded is a good title. How good is the movie title? Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> like for a sequel. Perfect. Just like name goes bananas. <laughs> That's so funny. It's perfect. What franchise's yeah. sequel do you think would suit that? Uh, Fast and Furious or Fast like Furious being Furious bananas. already kind of implies that you're bananas. John Wick Goes Bananas. John Wick Goes Bananas. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's really good. That's exactly what it should um, be. Yeah, shall we dive into these movies and go with, to, as it's like kind of a progression from teenage to being a working yeah. journalist. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> kick things off with Teenage Drama Queen. Sure. Let's do it. Wow. All right. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen came out in 2004. I forced friends to watch it at a sleepover <laughs> when I was seven years old and they were not into it and I really was. It's based on a novel, which, as you've pointed out, Ivana, our other movie today also is. And I think, like, they have that feel definitely Energy of too. being, like, an existing story kind of shoved nicely into a movie. Um, and something I <laughs> noted that's, like, another connection for you, as this film is set in New Jersey... What kind of Sopranos crossover would you hope for? Yeah, between? I was thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it would have to be a Meadow situation, right? Because she's oh, like the teenage girl. Yeah. Meadow um, goes to school and is like helping out with the musical or something. Yeah. What, what would she do in the that. musical? Would she be in the show? Would she be techie? Or? She'd probably be like a, a Carla. She'd probably be another mm. like competition for the lead because she loves to Damn. sing and perform. And she is a teenage drama queen. And yeah. she, But it would just be like. 
you know, someone's legs would get broken and she'd like. Wow. She could be a part of the chase to get to the cast list with Megan Fox Uh-oh. and Lindsay Lohan, but she like absolutely Uh-oh. like touches some knees, <laughs> cracks some skulls. Damn. Yeah. Killer. Tony like kills Lindsay Lohan to give the daughter more <laughs> yeah. of a chance. Exactly. That's so good. So I feel like a lot of our experiences on this podcast, like obviously it, it makes sense that we would watch, end up watching a lot of things that we watched as kids, but like we really have done a lot of them. And every time we do, it's just so validating. I'm like, no, I had good taste then <laughs> as well. One day we will this watch something amazing. and be like, we were wrong. This is trash. And we just like liked it because we were small children. Oh, Today totally. is not that day. This is a great movie. <laughs> this is so good. And I hate to be the guy that says every like fucking thing starring a teenage girl that people didn't like is just people being misogynistic. <laughs> but like, this is like actively so good. I love it. I really like it. I Do you hate this film? I'm very confused. I like I okay I hadn't seen this film since I was like a little child Mm -hmm. and I used to watch it all the time and I think it's not that I had a bad time Mm. but I just kind of thought that it was bad like I like (laughs) wow like it's just been a long time since I've seen something that's so just kind of poorly made like like (laughs) just the way it's edited story structure the weird like sort of animated bits. What's wrong with them? They just... (laughs) The fantasy sequences. It just didn't... Like, it was all like, oh, I remember this from my childhood and that was sweet. And I'm not saying that I think it's a bad movie, like, not fun. But Mm. I just don't think that it's, like, a good... Wow. ...quote, unquote, quality movie. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's because I'm a misogynist. Truly. Exactly. That's exactly um, what it is. Yeah, I just couldn't stand hearing these women talk. I was like... (laughs) But... um, (laughs) No, I don't know. I just, like... I just feel like story beats would just jump ahead where it would just cut and she'd be like, well, it's been three weeks in the narration. And I was like, mm. what's yeah. going on? Or like at the end in the narration, it would just cut to her like kissing her love interest. And she was like, and that, I ended up with him. Yeah. We, like, I find the love interest one really interesting. Like I quite like that the lens the movie has for like a teenage girl is that idea. Like the, the, the male love interest in this kind Same. of movie is always either going to be like, oh, like this dude kind of sucks and I, we're spending way too much time on him or this guy's literally perfect and this person doesn't exist in the real world and that's what's so <laughs> endearing about him. Like I quite like the idea in a lot of rom-coms where you're like, oh, this is clearly written by women to be like, oh, here's like my dream kind of guy and he feels very unrealistic because these dudes do not exist, especially at fucking high school <laughs> where he's like, I have no other friends. I just like wait by the door to see yeah. you both yeah. enter and then I'm like, hey, you're tough guys. Like so sweet but like, I feel like it actually, it shouldn't be the final shot of the movie, especially yeah. because it's not about that. But I quite like that he straight up is like. So secondary. He's kind of everything. reduced to the role that usually you reduce the female, like, yeah. co-star to. I've just mm. been like, I'm here and then I serve you because I think you're so amazing and you deserve that. And I'm like, He's just that's like actually a for a teenage power trophy. fantasy kind of sweet. No, I, was I quite like, like that. I was fine with all of that. It's literally just on an editing level. Yeah. Like, it's fine that that happened. But the fact that the way it happened was like we didn't even see her approach him and mm. like kiss him or anything. It literally yeah. just cut to them dancing and in voiceover. She was like, we are together now. The and way yeah. didn't see the specific happen. line yeah. that she said was she was like, and then there's Sam. It's like, and yeah. then what? Like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> he was there also. <laughs> like, 
It's so much so, about you just like, like yeah. I'm like, oh, are they not doing the, the show anymore? Are they not doing the musical anymore? Because you spend like an hour <laughs> in New York yeah. and then they're like, and then the show's on tonight. And you're like, oh, oh, wow. oh okay, cool. I but then the show's the best sequence of all time. So <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so many like teen films where there is like a big musical or like so many things mm. where there's something Shakespeare-y happening. Mm. But it's normally <laughs> relevant. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what the it had to do thing with, had to do with anything that. else in this film. Because they do a hip-hop musical adaptation of, like, Pygmalion, My Fair Lady, which yeah. this is probably a big reason why I like this movie because <laughs> it's Eliza called Rocks. Eliza Rocks. I feel like you can't <laughs> be an unbiased voter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the cover photo on your Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah. I Lindsay do love Eliza Rocks. Eliza Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's true. It's, like, I guess because it's about making, like, Maybe it is like a feminist reading of Pygmalion where it's like in that it's like a guy making her into something. In this, the guy does not exist and she almost has like a male idol that she's trying to like uplift. She loves Stu Wolf of yeah. the fictional band Sid Arthur. Mr. Wolf, I- you're a drunk. You're a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> she like cures this guy's alcoholism because someone's like, have you ever thought about the fact that you drink a lot of alcohol? Yeah. He's like, oh, you're right. I like do. a teenage fan is like, you drink a lot. And he's like, whoa. And like, gets on the path to sobriety. <laughs> It's so like it's I like literally she, just love that about it. Like it's a little power fantasy into for a better girls. person, like a more civilized, proper person. And she's sort of trying to make herself up. Like she, you know, she's a girl from New York who is actually called Mary and wants to be a Lola and a blah blah blah. Maybe it's like the My Fair Lady thing, but it's all internal. And she's like oh, making herself into totally. the <laughs> proper woman or whatever. I did really <laughs> enjoy Stu Wolf. I thought he gave a good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andy, when he Andy says, says yeah, so life's fun. a little foggy, a little, a little soggy. <laughs> a little like foggy, that. a little soggy. And the song slapped. Don't move on, her audition oh, song. On. <laughs> Come on. If, oh, if you don't gosh. like the craft of the movie, you have to say the songs are good. Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> you must. <laughs> it has my favourite rhyme they of all time. Sad. And I said I was going to do all this right, rap. I'm just mostly doing it to point out the best like lyric of all time. <laughs> Even yeah. as a kid, I was like, that is wild. <laughs> So in the middle of Eliza Rocks, she goes, life is a work of art. You got to paint it colorful. You don't have to. Uh, you can you, make it anything, anything you, you want. want. <laughs> don't have to stick to any rules. You don't need a high IQ to succeed in what you do. You just got to have no doubt. Just believe in yourself. Doubt. <laughs> doubt yourself. and self. And it's like been such a tight rap. Yeah. It's been like straight up where Will Smithing uh, this uh, shit. And uh, then it's uh, like, it falls apart ends the end. on not a rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you have to believe in yourself so much yeah. that you can make any words rhyme. There you it's go. She really rhymes. believes in herself. <laughs> Eliza does indeed rock. Exactly. I wow. love the friendship as well between, like, uh, Equally, yeah. I think it's actually quite a clever little breakdown of being like, it's not just like, oh, she's really dramatic. It's like, no, why is a teenager dramatic? Like why, what mm. I, mm. as myself, I love attention. I've always loved attention. <laughs> and like watching that thing, I'm like, oh yeah, why does a person want attention? And then obviously that makes you like be a bad friend and like disloyal to your friends mm. and like you're centering yourself all the time. But equally it makes, what's that actress's name? She's Alison so good. Peele. Yeah, her. It makes her be like, well, you've come into my life and like I feel like I wasn't even alive until I met you. Like you made me be like brave and stuff. Yeah. So sweet. Like you met you made me realize like I was living like yes, you do it frequently in quite a selfish way, but like you've made me want to like stand up for myself more and like come out of my shell more, which is so sweet. Mm. That it's like, oh yeah, this thing that is toxic in a lot of ways is also like rubbed off on someone else in a way that really has changed their life. I find I found that quite like consistent throughout and well told. Yeah. I do want to say so, yeah, that like it's a messy film. <laughs> with the relationships with 
women. Like, I think the female antagonists in both of these films. Oh, yeah. I really find interesting because I feel like they both have like really intense repressed lesbian energy. Mm. Um, oh, and I can't like put my finger on what it is. Maybe part of it is just like knowing that Megan Fox is bi. Um, but like, I just it's feel like they're true. both like, why are you so obsessed with this with this woman? woman. Why yeah. do you keep like staring life, like, at her? Revolves why revolves around yeah, her. And wanting like to be that- her and being like, get out of my costume or whatever. Yeah. Like, it yeah. just feels very mm. like Sharpe yeah. Evans coping mechanism like i'm kind of obsessed with this girl when we talk about shopaholic there were like multiple bits in that movie where me and darcy were looking at like the shot and the people in the shot and being like everyone other than isla fisher right now every other actor is having to like sell their soul to be this role there's like really there's like you know when she's like and the in the reception of the building and there's like like the reception of the magazine place, yeah. Yeah. an evil vixen witch bitch lady walks through <laughs> and the gay guy at the desk is like, let me give you some advice, honey. And it's yeah. like both these actors on either side of her are being told, like, you essentially aren't a person. Just, like, serve yeah. this redhead woman. Just, like, be in service of her story. And I'm like, as the actor, you'd be like, okay, cool, that's what I'm playing. But don't Very you think it would be fun as well, kind of? Like, archetype. Oh, well, you're in a yeah, movie, which I reckon would be fun <laughs> to be in a movie, yeah. yes. But I just definitely am, like, in that one, I was like, when people make fun of these kind of films and the tropes of them, Shopaholic really surprised me in that I was like, whoa, like every, <laughs> literally every single corner this movie turns, it does the exact thing that is the trope, like the archetypal, mm. like really heavy trope. Right. Yeah. And everyone but Isla Fisher is that. Like the best friend, we're just talking about another movie now, but like, <laughs> oh my God, like the best friend in that movie. Like imagine just being like, I exist for yeah. my best friend to help her in her little adventures. Well, how does that apply like to a f- teenage drama queen? Did yeah. you think that with... Mary I think Lola it absolutely well. does that way better because it's constantly her friend being like, um, are you sure we should be doing this? Or like, uh, I don't know if we should or be doing like, this. You told me your dad was dead. He's not. <laughs> yeah. And it's serving the fact that, that Eliza's always, wait, so her name's not Eliza. Her name's Lola. Yeah. yeah. Um, always, <laughs> is always like lying and like always doing like quite self-serving things in the name of friendship and stuff. And then you know, the ju- tricky duality of like sometimes that being what's good for her. Like sometimes it being like, no, you are holding yourself back. Like you can do this. You should be brave and go on this big adventure. But then sometimes mm. being like, you weren't thinking of me. You were thinking of yourself. Whereas like Shopaholic isn't interested in that until like the very end of the movie. Mm, I feel like even though the friendship is good between Ella and Lola, Mary, whatever, I feel like they weren't, there weren't ever like real ramifications. Like they never had that big fight or, you know, when whenever this friend was annoyed at Lindsay Lohan and was like, you've lied to me, it would be resolved within minutes where they'd just be like, well, no, let's just keep having fun. And like, I feel like that was never really at stake. Like Ella was pretty supplementary or just always kind of there and supportive and stuff. Yeah. Not to like compare the pics Mm -hmm. yet, but I definitely feel like, I think I feel the opposite. Like I think like the friendship in Shopaholic felt more balanced Mm. to me or like she was more of her own person. More active and stuff. Yeah, Alison Pill kind of just felt like she was there to be Lindsay Lohan's friends, like not not like have her in life. But anyway, sorry to derail. No, something, no, not at all. I brought it up. <laughs> something we have to talk about with both movies is they both have like terrific, very of their time, vibrant costumes. Yeah. Did you have a favorite teenage drama queen, Luke? I loved her funeral outfit when oh, Siddhartha is breaking up and she holds a funeral at school i love what that she wears to her initial yeah. audition where she sings don't move on oh yeah that like striped yeah like 
And she has like the basket. <laughs> yeah, she carries <laughs> a basket. <laughs> <laughs> like my family. Love her. My I love fingers. her. I think she's so funny. <laughs> I think it's like the day after the concert, she shows up wearing this like white outfit with like white fluffy things. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Blue, like yeah. pastel baby blue. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah, much true. I really enjoy that. Also, I found it really surprising because it came out the same year as Mean Girls, I think. And it feels like it was like wow. way before. Like yeah. just wow. design wise. And she seemed younger. In it, it really does not seem like it yeah. came out at the same time as Mean yeah. Girls at all. That's so true. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, so it felt like way more. Mm. dated in a good way like I enjoyed that but um yeah wild I mean audience wise it's definitely for like tweeny mm-hmm. like I can picture the book being like a princess diaries yeah. type book it's a Disney movie right yeah, yeah yeah absolutely um how do you feel about Lindsay Lohan in general like did you think her acting was like charming or yeah I yeah. do feel kind of like oh man I'm not like like this is like your routine <laughs> like you guys love her <laughs> there's gonna be like so much like I just have been neutral on her my whole life like Mm. she's yeah interesting good but she's she she feels like such a big part of your life (laughs) to be honest we just have realized she's become a big part of the podcast because every time we're like let's do one of her favorite childhood movies it's like oh she's in it it." we're like oh yeah I guess yeah Yeah, I guess she just never really was that for me like I never disliked her I was like oh yeah she's Mm -hmm. good in whatever I've seen her in I feel like sometimes Alison Pill's acting showed her up a little bit yes that's fair yeah (laughs) Yeah. well one of the tricky ones with this that I'm like I actually feel like might be a big uh central point in terms of like which of these two we prefer Mm. is like usually Lindsay Lohan is playing like the straight man to other things happening or like mm. the one like that's mean surrounded girls, by. Definitely and in Mean Girls, that. what part of what drives it is the idea of like her changing into the antagonist, like being more like them mm. is part of the conflict of the film. And what's interesting about this movie is I'm like, oh, you are like, do you guys find her annoying? Do you find the character herself yeah. annoying in an engaging way or in a way you're, where you're like, I don't want to watch you anymore? Like it's frustrating to watch you make the same mistakes all the time. I mean, I like, she's not the best person. Exactly. She's, it's not like I, yeah. you know, can see no redeeming qualities in her, but it is definitely very like, don't like compare your life to like Gandhi's and be like, this yeah. is like the way the British treated Gandhi and because I can't go to a concert. Like, yeah. you know, obviously that's the point. She's, she's a, a drama, drama queen. queen. Yeah, I think but watching this like- time I was just like, oh yeah, she's like a drama queen, <laughs> which is so annoying. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I don't know, I guess they try to like explain that by being like, it's like compensating for being like embarrassed about like being mm. poor or whatever, which I don't, I don't know that she is. Her like mom's her mom's a potter. Was, yeah, her mom's so cool. Your mom must be some cool. potter. No, I was <laughs> saying that. And also when they're doing the Dance Dance Revolution thing, uh, like, oh my God. And it's like, loser, winner. <laughs> and she gets points for, I always remember how she gets points for like, Flipping off Flipping the machine. Flipping off the thing. I'm like, how's <laughs> the machine going to track you not being on the machine? Oh. Or they're like doing hand movements. It's like, how mm. is that factoring yeah. into your score? Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I haven't seen this movie, but that sounds like, <laughs> that also sounds like a weirdly common trope in a bunch of similar yeah. films to this. Some sort where of like there are like competition mm. dance. As well as, yeah. as well as that people being like, coded poor but clearly not actually yeah, poor. like i'm thinking much. of princess diaries where they like her mum is like an artist she's like Same a freelance thing, artist yeah. and they live in this studio. like enormous like <laughs> warehouse studio all of rent like, <laughs> the <movie> yeah rent. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, what it's so odd i don't know how any mm. version of being like oh these people live like a sad bohemian life oh. it's just like a very rustic <laughs> enormous penthouse yeah, it's studio. yeah especially in america because their houses are like generally so massive that yeah like, it's only two stories <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so very bohemian cool. 
Is that like a Hollywood thing that it's like they it's just too ugly or uncute <laughs> to show like true like want and poverty and stuff or totally well like, that's, that's the only way to show as like we, they're different <laughs> as we see a lot now there's like people that like you know it's a fucking like huge thing around like fucking Brunswick area of just people who like the idea and image right. of yeah. being a thing even though it's like mate you don't pay for this place your yeah. parents pay for this place <laughs> like the image and the lifestyle of like being bohemian or like indie has always been co-opted by people who yeah. like don't have mm. to have that because it, it, it screams it can be culture a choice for them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a choice. It's it screams that you have uh, like a culture and style that for other people it's like oh well I have that because I like yeah. need it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I also yeah. reckon there's like a big element too of just like studio execs who literally don't know yeah. what it's know what like, that's to like. Be poor. and they're like, well, this is my house, so like, what's yeah. the poorest version <laughs> of my house that I can imagine? And, and like, this is film. what they end up with. It's like yeah. a huge natural light filled beautiful yeah. warehouse yeah. that they like live. Yeah, anyway, totally. And equally for yeah. a film, it's like, well, obviously you can't. Like, what would it be to show an authentically very poor? house mm. in a but I guess there is where it's like you should be more creative and try to be like well how can we make this look like okay this isn't like the nicest space to live in but maybe they know how to make it feel like home as opposed to being like a gorgeous space that we're pretending is a shithole mm. like and very different things just like that she has so many crazy ostentatious outfits yeah it's like that's mm. that's why she's different it's because she's like looking for attention and like dressing so crazy and stuff it's like the most palatable fun entertaining form of being like different or mm. poor or whatever yeah and that also extends yeah. to just like the people themselves as well like all these like insanely attractive people being like coded yeah. as not attractive yeah. because they freak. haven't taken their glasses off and that sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah, yeah. she's all that is the next level which is another pygmalion <laughs> story yeah actually. again wearing overalls and being arty that one is like wow what a sick freak timer. it's what i despised that film i went for the first time last year i did that's a really bad film it doesn't Jeez. have any like cute rom-com like you know all these teen movies have some mm. like a few scenes that you're like oh that's what i watch a teen movie for like eliza rocks in this the, <laughs> the, the dance dance revolution i love the chase to the cast list yeah. to see who got eliza and then megan so fox good. is like well i got the role i wanted good because it's the one you got yeah, Classic. yeah. good shit like I that's just, tight but this chase to the cast list made no sense to me this is one of those things where yeah like, it's still happening? gonna be there yeah <laughs> Like, but is it they're just that competitive? They want to be the first one to see it, right? Or <laughs> I just I just, I don't know. It's it not just like they're running for the role or something. Yeah. They had mm. to fight and duel for the role. No. Yeah. yeah. But I get that with she's all that. I think maybe that's one of those. It just ones doesn't have like, those scenes. It has Matthew Lillard doing an insane oh. like <laughs> I don't even know what it is, like a song dance thing that's like perfect, other than but that. He's great in like he's flawless. He shows up he's a king. In, but um maybe it's one of those ones where it only like holds up for people who grew up with it and yeah. nostalgia. Because mm. the only thing I remember about it, I saw it like a year or two ago, is mm. that there's like baby Kieran Culkin, right? I yeah. don't remember that at all. Yeah. A, a little child. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Wild. Um I think that's enough of Lindsay's confessions. That's Ooh, enough drama. Move Thank on you to- for speaking, Lindsay. Thank you for coming yeah. today. I think the title that both of these have confessions, that's probably an answer to why it's like, are these characters just too annoying, too selfish? It's like it is meant to be like you're seeing them at their worst and like ideally, you know, any movie is sort of mm. confessional and will show you the extremes of a character. But like if she is annoying or too annoying, 
it's like that's probably it's my how big it should be. counterpoint between these two films though that like I'm okay. keen to talk about Shopaholic with yeah. because like <laughs> she gets in her own way and that is generally what fuels the comedy or conflict in Drama Queen. Oh. Whereas in Shopaholic, she has a shopping addiction and then all the comedy comes from the fact that she's clumsy, which is like a completely <laughs> different thing. Like I, I find her thing as well. so uninteresting. Like she's just a bit annoying. In Shopaholic. I'm like, you're just like clumsy. And it's all like slapstick comedy. She doesn't actually yeah, do anything. And then she just has a sad shopping addiction that I'm like, that's horrible. I <laughs> think it's thing. better done than that. Let's let's move let's on to it. talk yeah, about it. Let's Shopaholic. talk about it. Confessions of a Shopaholic came out in 2009. It's also based on some chick lit novels. <laughs> is that really derogatory? Yeah. I mean, that's how I they marketed it. like chick lit, chick literature, or chick flick. Or whatever. Well, is, chick, well, if, is chick flick derogatory as a statement then? I think they both have the. I mean, they came out. Yeah, it's kind of like they it mm. initially had derogatory. Yeah. And we've talked before about how, like, with, like, a Nancy Myers movie, for example, they're the kind yeah. of things that get very excused, brush aside very quickly by, mm. uh, prof- especially, like, critics or, like, a critical lens by being like, oh, well, that's a film for the, yeah. those people. Mm. Like, not for me. Like, not something to con- actually <laughs> consider as good. elderly women are the main audience that actually pays to see things in cinemas. So yeah. we should be making everything for them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Confessions of a Shopaholic came out in 2009 and stars Isla Fisher, She's Australian yes. and I thought her American accent was like so-so in this, especially any moments of narration. There were some American <laughs> words. Where I, was I didn't like, think about it to be honest. Really? Interesting, yeah. Okay. I'd definitely keep an eye yeah. out for it next time. Hmm, anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> it follows a shopaholic, Rebecca Bloomwood, Becky Bloomwood. Wow, what a rom-com name. And like in every romantic comedy, she's a journalist. Why does this always happen? Like we've covered- For men it's architects or yeah. engineers yeah. and for women it's journalists. I think it's- it's easy to like idealize because when you watch this, it's mm. like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if journalism was that? Like, it's not <laughs> like the fun job and she and you get yeah. a job easily and you're in an office and it's mostly just social. Like, it's just like a way to be like, oh, like I'm living my ideal life and it was super easy. Like, mm. I think it's like one of those like. Also about the rom com names. Like, I'm glad you mentioned that because <laughs> I feel like this has such rom com names. Like, yeah, with like. I don't think any human in life is actually called Luke Brandon. Like, I think that is a rom-com man's name. <laughs> Again, this film, like, screams at every single turn. I'm like, whoa, this is the blueprint. Yeah. Like, it's the actual picture it's of the what these films print. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it, in, in, at, at every turn. Yeah. yeah. But you don't, you resent I don't it vibe. I wow. just, I just really... For me, I think it mostly came down to the comedy, where I kept on just being like, oh, the, like, any... Like entertainment value. This movie is obviously supposed to be fun, and it's fun <laughs> is always the silly situation she gets herself in with her like, fa- like, like it's just like body <laughs> comedy stuff. It just like slipping it's around by her character as well because yeah. she will lie. The lie will snowball. Yeah, but know. that's like sad. It's never like really comedy. The <laughs> good funny. one is it's Derek Smith. Derek yeah. Smith yeah. as an this phone. It's Derek it's Smith. Smith. Do not enter this phone. That's so, and just like all the lies you make up, and then him like oh. dogging her on TV, when- and even the way she gets back at him. I'm like, yeah, wouldn't like a self aware yeah. queen for being like, you know what? I needed the reality check of that, but you yeah. did it in a very inconvenient way. I'm like, 
yes, good for you. Because mm. I don't like Derek Smith. Obviously, a lame job to have, but he's just doing his job. The debt collector is your sixteen thousand dollars. Like that was a mm. bit naughty of you. You should have done it. <laughs> so yes, you should have to pay it. Yeah. But he was a mean man. I like that part. But everything like her doing being bad at dancing with yeah. sexy Hugh. That was a pretty Hugh, uh, Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. Dancing with Dancy. Yeah. Dancing with the Dancy. Um. His presence in this film makes it like so much better. He's just the best. I love him so I'm much. I'm surprised he isn't in more rom com things. Hello Enchanted. Enchanted. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's That's got great. That fairy tale prince face. Yeah. But I feel like uh, maybe she's just kind of like a goofy lady and they were like, we'll play to Isla Fisher's strengths. Because I feel like that is her vibe of being like, ING. Yeah. Like, I'm so silly. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it's like, oh, I think this film is hilarious. It's I very think, mild comedy. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe it feels stronger for me. Maybe it just has more nostalgia points. Like I think this one was more memorable to me right. than Drama mm. Queen. But also maybe right. because her character felt a bit sad to me where it was like if both of these people have issues and they compulsively do this really bad thing that's ruining mm. their life. In Drama Queen, it's like, oh, she's so silly. But in Shopaholic, it's like, no, this is really bad. That's and very like, true. It treats... Her pretty seriously as an addict. Like I think yeah. it's like not she just being like help she's herself. quirky. Like it's like no, this is really bad. I would keep on turning to Darcy and be like, "Oh, this is about like being addicted to shopping." Yeah. Like again, when you watch it when you're older, you're like, "Oh yeah, straight up that." It's obviously the through line of this mm. is like it's destroying her life, which I will absolutely give you. It deals with that as a problem more than drama queen deals with her lying as a problem. Yeah, and I think like thinking about, I mean, this just came to me now when we were talking about like you know, how do these films deal with poverty? Like, obviously this one's much more about like having a lot of money or like suddenly losing money. But I guess the fact that it also tries to give her this origin story of being like, Mm. I'm obsessed with the security of having material things now because I grew up in poverty and it makes me feel comforted now because when I was a kid, I couldn't have good shoes, whatever. Like, I think is interesting as well. Like Mm. maybe a bit more interesting than just like Mm. poverty as like a I think so. Even, decoration in Drama Queen? I yeah. I think it's like an interesting play between like the whole marketing of the movie, the way the movie is executed. It is so rom-com. It is such, like you said, mm. it's the yeah. green print, girl in the green scarf, whatever. <laughs> and like that requires, every rom-com is sort of about like someone wanting something and like wanting to accumulate things and like get a good job, get a boyfriend, get a whatever. And in this it's like she has to strip that shit all away and at the end, she literally has nothing. Like she's sold all of her stuff, um, you know, rejected that job rejected she actually the job, wants. Yeah. And it's sort of about mm. like minimalizing your life and like having to face that and be like, oh, well, I really am just by myself and have nothing. And then by doing that, she's in the place to be in a relationship and like have a good job and stuff like that. Do you think that? Which it- I thought was really refreshing. And that's pretty rare for a rom-com, I reckon. Yeah, that's fair. That's the message. That is very fair. (laughs) It's not about materialism and accumulation. It's like the opposite. Yeah, that's true. And do you think that it, I I also think it does a good job of, in the things we spoke about, about like justifying where it, like, you know, the genesis of this quality of her came from in her childhood and growing up poor and things. Like the film does a good job also of not just like explicitly implying that like this fault is just a thing of her own that she has, but like the fault of like a system, like, you know, the nature Mm -hmm. of promising young women and girls to be like here's what you could be here's what you should be and that in a way that is kind of what serves her being this very like clumsy kind of klutzy girl Mm. is the idea of being like stop trying to be something you're not like you are yeah like if if anything the women you're aspiring to be uh you know like 
you're so much bigger than them. Like you have mm. so much more character than them and like a mm. distinct personality, whereas they've like sold a part of themselves to adhere and the yeah, movie to definitely a version shits of women we sell them. Like, exactly. Being like, oh, they all people. have eating disorders and like. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, they're not real people. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Totally, yeah. But again, I'll come back to like yeah. with Drama Queen, whatever Lindsay Lohan's saying, I'm just like, oh, you're so silly. You're so funny. Whereas <laughs> like I just don't find her as interesting in this film. I really, yeah. I just, maybe it's the Lindsay Lohan bias. I didn't find her funny. Like, yeah, there you like, go. And yeah, probably it is also because revisiting Shopaholic after so long and like not remembering it, but then the moment something was said, it was like someone was just like shooting heroin into my brain. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I remember that exact, like being like a small child and like just like so all these little like niche things like Kristen Scott Thomas going tiny, 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 yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> like yeah. deliveries of all these specific lines that I'd completely forgotten. I love when they're like, oh, she's being stalked. And Kristen Scott Thomas is like, oh, how exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like into it. It is uh, a very good cast. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it was, yeah, it's Her so, parents. Yeah. Loaded. John like, Goodman and Joan Cusack. There wow. is a beat from Joan Cusack in this film that I was like, this is why. Well, obviously this is why you get good actors, but like. It, my, I was like, I could straight up be watching The Godfather right now. It's so good. <laughs> so essentially, she's um, the what's the name of the lady who did the tiny, 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 tiny? Alette. Alette. Yeah. So the the editor, the main like top dog of the mags, the fancy Alette magazine, fashion magazine, comes to her house, Rebecca Bloomwood's house, with her parents to offer her the job, and then she says something like. You, you, oh, she like, she makes a little dig at her in some way being like, oh, you know, like a lot of people have more credit cards than one. You know all about that. And Mm -hmm. then it's like a shot of Ala Fisher being like, oh, like clearly like that was a bit of like a low blow, like a bit of a dig. Mm. And Joan Cusack gives the like performance of a lifetime. It's so good. No, but like, it's so good. She like literally, I'm just like, oh, that's literally your daughter. And you're trying to be like supportive of your daughter by like patting her on the back and being like, it's okay. But you're kind of behind the eyes Mm. being like, you, as if, how dare you say that to my daughter? It's just a small shot, but I was like, whoa, that is so good. Like embodies it, like plays it real, like really for truth. You know, I was like, whoa, so sweet. Yeah, and John Goodman just being like a dopey dad. He's great. Is always the best. (laughs) How did you feel about, because the romance in Teenage Drama Queen was pretty much not worth mentioning. (laughs) How did you feel about the relationship between Rebecca and her boss at like this savings magazine? I kind of wanted Hugh Dancy to be more of a dick. Like I think it would have been more interesting if he was like really sterile and like really like opposite to her because she's so quirky and funny and he was like really not putting up with it and stuff. I think both these movies do the thing with a guy where they're like, I'm I'm not interested in showing a, a dude like go through the process of getting over himself mm. and realizing what's in front of him. I want to like because this is a film for women, I literally want to give them like a fantasy man, like a man that does not exist and it's kind mm. of the fantasy of the film. Yeah. And I just love Hugh enough that I'm kind of fine <laughs> with it, I guess. I just don't feel yeah. very passionately about this film. I it's think, good. Huh. I think I agree with that about the, like, male love interest kind of being secondary where, like, mm. yeah, because he is kind of from the start, he's like, oh, she's a bit, you know, silly, but I'm just mm. amused by it and I love it. And, like, within a day I want to go to this conference with her. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like it moves really fast and there's no, like, <laughs> you know, work to develop it. But I think that's probably also because, like, the central emotional relationship here is with Kristen Ritten. Kristen mm. Ritter. Um, How does that work like, for you? I feel like it works because I feel like that's that thing of like this, the taking seriously the addiction or whatever. Like 
that feels like mm. the whole thing with like the bridesmaids dresses feels like a it way makes of you like feel showing so bad. It's, yeah, she sells the bridesmaids. Dress. I find that friend breakup scene yeah, genuinely so affecting, and it's like, oh, like this is showing the actual material consequences of addiction of like you've made this really bad choice, mm. and it's literally like messed up, like the strongest most romantic relationship you have no <laughs> so i just thought about this <laughs> when we watched the last night me and Taz well like someone should remake this movie but just straight up you just swap out shopping for heroin like just make it <laughs> confessions of a heroin it's addict literally- and you just do the whole movie same tone yeah same characters but it's just about being to heroin <laughs> But I feel like it's addiction. It's literally about an addiction and the pitfalls <laughs> yeah. and the like, yeah. oh, I'm going to AA, I'm going and, and stuff. Analog- are you engaging with it? Are you yeah. actually yeah. trying to be better? That analog yeah. of like stealing from your friends or family or whatever. And like that, yeah. you know, like breaking down those re- relationships with yeah. people that would support you and stuff. Yeah, when she goes to her it's parents so and thinks they're about to like give her money and they're like, yeah. we've been saving up our money and we spent it. Yeah. And she's like, shit. Yeah, that's rough. I just think I really feel in this movie the staple of a like chick flick Mm. rom-com thing that is everyone in this world that you either kind of get behind and love or Mm. it kind of like elbows at you and it's been annoying which is that everyone exists to serve this person like kind of feels like npcs in a video game or something Mm. like the point of it is these humans (laughs) do not have lives they're there for her like even that her antagonists people who don't like yeah. her they will like their day is structure and fucking with her <laughs> or like exactly like it's all to, like, about her and like her even like when you know like when her article does well it's like every single person yeah, like, is like we've hit asia we've did like, it what? we're international i'm like who fucking cares about their job this much who yeah. are these people we're in drama queen what a kind of love is it someone who is living as though that's the way the world works, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's a bit more realistic. You're just a, per- you're another person. And she's like, no, I'm the center of this. I'm the lead character. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like she just actually gets hit in the roadblocks with that more. Do you think like she that learns more. that she's not the main character by the end though? No, I no, like absolutely not. Affirms, like, yes, you are. Go on stage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's going to lie a lot more in her life. Yeah. It's actually very true. She does not learn that. It well paid off all. for her. It's true. It did. Mm. But Eliza rocks and I want, her to, <laughs> I want her to be able to. I don't know. Maybe it's because I love attention and I also don't want to learn that lesson. Who knows? Maybe. How can I ask, how do you feel about the green scarf? Does it have an effect on you? Are you like, <gasps> when it's like the film Visually? it? Well, just because it's like treated with such like. Reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like, does that, do you think like, oh my gosh, like it's, are it you relieved nice. when she gets it back? Uh, I, I, yeah, I really it, like when, the idea of yeah. being like. Of them being like, no, don't sell that one. That's like the idea of, of yeah. when you're really trying to change your life, you maybe don't have the hindsight to be like, but there was a beauty or something special about why you started doing this in the mm. first place. And I should hold on to something when from she that. Buys that's quite it, sweet. Like one motif that's throughout is mannequins talking yeah. to her and literally <laughs> trying to convince her to buy the, the clothes of those are so cool as well. The mannequins good, talking. Hey? I'm like, why does this like look like fucking that yeah. Tom Cruise movie Oblivion? I was like, it's like the future. <laughs> it's anyway. like the annihilation like alien. <laughs> yeah, it's that annihilation um, alien. The mannequin <laughs> says this will be something that defines you. And it's like, yeah, like that's part of why she's loved her fashion so much. It does sort of define her or like, mm. you know. I don't know. Like it, it was sort of sad her giving it away. <laughs> Necessary but sad. So I was happy she got it back. And like 
I have to say, I didn't love all her clothes. And I thought the no. scarf was like one of the big highlights. One of the winners. Yeah, her fashion's I, not good. I kind of thought sometimes when she wore it, it looked really nice, but sometimes it kind of looked like a tea towel, like a raggy tea <laughs> towel. Sometimes oh I was like, is it ripped there? Like it looks really bad sometimes. I don't know. Damn. A very versatile scarf, clearly. Um, it didn't style <laughs> enough sometimes for me. Yeah, did you have other opinions on the fashion in this? Or a favourite character's looks? I thought Christian Ritter's clothes were cuter than um, oh, yeah. Isla Fisher's. Yeah. I thought Hugh looked pretty cute yeah. with a disheveled tie. Oh, when yeah. she backed him, I was like, I actually think he's doing fine. Actually, he speaks Prada. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like, just how many belts she wore. I was like, oh, this is really <laughs> 2009. Very, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It yeah, definitely sells belt. the idea, though, that, like, even the way she uses fashion is almost like, you know, she like, a lot of her use of fashion is connected to being a kid and wanting to be, mm. like, it's very the sparkly things. Like, she has exactly. a million accessories. It still kind of like, oh, yeah, feels like a little a kid with a credit card. Like, it feels like a child has been given a credit card. It's good costuming, yeah. but I didn't like the clothes, like, the <laughs> outfits themselves. Or no, I, was I like, agree. Yeah. Mm, not my thing. <laughs> kind of like your In the Heights thoughts with the In the oh, Heights God. movie. In the Heights. In In the Heights Heights. There's a character that's a fashion designer, and I think she clearly has the worst clothes <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> It just was just took oh, me out of it. I hate when movies go like this person is amazing at this thing. Or like this person's mm. art is so beautiful and then they like read out their poem or you're show like, you their art and it makes you more critical yeah. and you're like, no, it isn't. Are you guys they should be in poverty. At all familiar with Rent, the, the musical Rent? Not much. He spends the entire show being like, I, ha- I have to wa- write one great song. Oh, no. I oh, have to write one so great song before I, kill, <laughs> before I kill myself. Like, Whoa. He's like, one great song before I go. And then his partner, he's like, girlfriend is like dying and stuff and at the the whole like every 20 minutes he's like i'm writing one great song and then the last 10 minutes <laughs> the of the show he's like, he's, like <laughs> I'm blue, he's like okay i'm ready i've got the song before you die i've got the song Jeez. and it's like your eyes and it's the worst song <laughs> no. in the show and imagine if you had this hunky edgy boyfriend oh, yeah. and the whole of your relationship he'd been like I'm going to write this great song. And in your mind's eye, you're like, I'm dating this beautiful, soulful artist. For. And then he plays you a song and it's like, love is the trees. Love. And you're like, whoa. You're like, I feel like that's Thanks, every honey. movie Thanks. where they don't get to perform the song they were going to perform. High School Musical 2, the final song where they're like, this is the real song we got to do. Oh. Sucks ass. The Eurovision movie, <laughs> the song that they're like, we can perform this. Like, that's the worst song. You so could have done bad. any other song you've performed. In every High School Musical <laughs> movie, the Sharpay cover of a yeah. Gabriella and Troy song is better. Mm. Gabriella sucks not to derail. But yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. She's lame. And she, th- and she also thinks she's better than everyone. She just yeah. isn't out loud about it. Like, Sharpay is like visibly mm. like, no, I think I'm the best. And it's like, we well, kind you of are. are. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh. like, okay, we can't keep talking about it. <laughs> let's compare the picks. We've been there the whole time, but let's, yeah. let's get to let's it. Let's do it. Time to compare confessions. A scene, a big, big scene that is so visceral to me in these kind of movies is when the liar gets like exposed. And it was really well done, I thought, in both movies where, you know, it, 
coincidentally public both, shamings. Yes, the big public shaming of someone saying, You don't even have an ex, or like, <laughs> Who are you? Why? <laughs> Whatever. So, what is true then? Yeah, like, I love that. <laughs> that kind and of in both of them, I love that that antagonist was pretty much just like taking the opportunity to do like a tight five, like stand up comedy <laughs> set for everyone. And like the whole crowd is like laughing at their jokes yeah. about our hero. Which yeah. which shaming did you think was better? Imagine being involved in a public shaming. Oh like imagine being like, being hearing like someone just the, get hearing someone do it and be like, shit oh shit, I guess we should watch this. I mean, yeah. I don't know who this person is, but this unraveling is incredible. And just being like, oh, yeah. when you're hearing shopaholics like, is yeah. definitely. I mean, it's on TV, stronger. national TV. And but also Derek his... Smith, I think, is just like a good Shame antagonist. And like a well feel set the tension. Up. Yeah. Like She's the way they direct it. with Derek Smith. Yeah. Terrifying. And when they like, like. Even just like the way that they direct it, like he's directed like fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, like, they like you see only show his mouth and his hands for a while. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, he's like teeth, he's like yellow little teeth, creepy old man. <laughs> kind of just a normal actor, actually. It's probably just yeah, me judging okay. his teeth. But like, yeah, but no, they he's make like him so creepy. Self-deprecating and stuff, where she's like, "He's my stalker," and he's like, "Really? Do you really believe she could date me?" And like making it, like the audience on side like laugh with him and stuff. I was like, Derek, let's actually yeah. you change know what? careers, buddy. It <laughs> is doing <laughs> SNL's like, hello, Derek. <laughs> Because um, we're all being really open with our confessional today, let's Great. really be honest with ourselves. Do you think you would have joined in either of in these the public laughing. shamings? Or do you think you would have been like, mm, oh. this isn't good, this is a nice way to do it? I, f- I feel like I'm a very, like, annoyingly like, mm-hmm. what about their feelings <gasps> person? Where, like, yeah, you're I very know, I was, justice-minded. You're I was like, talking to someone okay. about, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know, I was talking to one of my friends about Zola the other day, the film that's coming oh, out. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm curious, yes, I'm excited, but my general feeling is like, but it was sex trafficking. Like, is everyone yeah. okay? Like, it doesn't seem funny or crazy to me. It seems pretty fun. Yeah. And so I feel like my inclination is always like, I don't want to be nice. Like, yeah. I can't those. believe I've brought this up. And I've just remembered I was in the midst of a public <gasps> shaming the other day. And I'm what? so excited to day? talk about this because I need to literally break it down with people. <laughs> I've talked to my partner about it so much. It was such an interesting one. What okay. Happened? So I went to go see the thief. And Manhunter Double Bill oh, at the Asta. Nice. And it was really good. And we were downstairs uh, and like the back left-hand corner, I was with like some friends and was like a little bit inebriated. And mm-hmm. a few rows behind us were two young women who were talking a lot. And that's one thing, okay? They were talking <laughs> a lot. But I was like, you know what? I'm here for a good time. I'm here for a vibe. Like I'm like a bit drunk and as well. And you were a bit loose yourself. You're exactly, like, oh, exactly, right? So they were talking a bit, okay? And then the weirdest fucking thing happened that happened so quickly that it took me a while to realise what had happened. And I was like, damn it. Like, I wish I could have said something. So what happened was this guy, so someone shushed them and they kept talking and then someone went over to them and was like, hey, guys, could you be quiet, please? And they were like, oh, yeah, sure, Sorry. Awesome. That's all. Yeah. I think you have been talking, yes, too much, too disruptive, yeah. and you've been told to stop talking. Then a cinema attendant at the Asta went over, clearly thinking that what he just heard was them still talking, yeah. but it was someone coming to tell them off. So he goes over and it's like, hey guys, so you, do you guys have to? Are you guys going to have to leave? Because wow. clearly they were drunk or something, and they're like, no, 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 we're we're sorry, we're sorry. And then. From a row across from me, clearly another guy had done that as well. Or the dark reality is that he knew that they'd been told off twice and wanted to join in on the shaming. (gasps) Guess what this fucking dude did? He goes over to them and goes, girls, shh, 
<laughs> Wait, and get they left. walks over. Like some random dude went over and did that. That's and I was so like, this disgusting. has been a bunch of people literally being like, oh, I'm really excited to publicly shame these that's people. I'm looking forward to this. That's such a funny thing as well, where it's like telling people to be quiet. It's like, but that's what you I mean. are I'm now like, making noise. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you have disrupted this way more. You've did, clearly yeah. been indulging a fantasy in mind of like shutting up these girls. Why did and you bring this up when we were talking girls. about cinema experiences? I literally <laughs> remembered it just then. And I ruined the rest of the wonderful film Thief for me. Because I was like, Aww. they've left the movie. They shouldn't have had to leave it. Because I was like they literally and when they, they were like girls she was literally like dude we said sorry they're like yeah. we're sorry we'll stop yeah. and then they left oh. that is so sad people are so ready to like pile on when exactly. they get like, like they get the you... smallest green light to like go mm. off at someone i'm gonna be happy just to <laughs> and they're like oh <laughs> boy have i got some anger to get out for no particular reason exactly today. and that you literally Damn. have such a lack of critical reflection skills that you would be like oh no but i was like up i was doing the right thing because they were making noise yeah. and i'm like yeah. really that's straight up the logic you're gonna lead with that you do not recognize for yourself that you are clearly enjoying this. And, I, and so I, you took pleasure in like bringing these like young women down that were clearly just having a good time at the movie. I reckon you're right. Having not even been there and purely only heard your account of the story, I reckon that in. he heard the first two times and he was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to join in here. I don't, he didn't actually think that yeah. nothing had happened and like nothing just had like, been said to them. It took me so long to realize that it happened that afterwards I was like, I straight up would have like left the theater and been like, I'm so sorry. That was so oh. lame. But I didn't even realize. I was like, Wait, weren't they talking to you? And they're like, no, no, that dude just told them off. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> baffling. Anyway, so that so was a shitty cinema experience I had. So you would not have joined in on shaming No, I Mary wouldn't. I actually Betty. know. There Rebecca. you go. That's my answer. Definitely not. No. <laughs> there we go. I guess, I don't know. I guess I just, I, I love my drama queens and chopaholics. <laughs> wow. <laughs> would you, Eliza? I don't know. Because I think, <laughs> I'd like to think no. But also, I wonder if Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, she does talk so much shit. And like, she does, it is like the boy who cried wolf in that where she has lied so many times and then it's like the thing of the one time she's like, I yeah. was at Stu Wolf's party. And you would be like, no, Mary, come on now. I feel like I would have maybe when I, I was think, an insecure teen in a yeah. group of like annoyed teens on a musical set where you're also insecure and like having to dance and sing in front of each other. <laughs> well, at high school maybe as well, like, <laughs> at high school where everyone just kind of wants to get it's all by, about you probably do yeah. laugh along. But I, I definitely am like, you know what, watching Drama Queen, I love Lola. If mm. I went to school with Lola, I, we would have been enemies. I wouldn't have liked her. Ooh. I just don't think I would have. Huh. I just would have been like. There's only room for one Drama yeah, Queen in this school. exactly. It would have been, you're taking all my, all my limelight. <laughs> what it. about the, as you said before, the like vaguely lesbian, bitchy, yeah. mean girl role? Did you think there was one who was far superior? Megan well, Fox Mrs. or Sam Rockwell, actress. what's her name? Leslie Bibb? Yeah. I mean, she's not much of a, like, she doesn't get a chance yeah. to be much, right? They're just like walk mm. in, strut, glare. She didn't have that much attitude. And she gets yeah. the classic cut down at the end of the movie in the fucking end credits. Doesn't even get, like, yeah. her come up and in the length runtime of the movie. It happens in the end credits. She gets, like, sold off. what happens. You know, when it's he's like, like oh, a funny oh, yeah. joke at the end. First of all, I hate it when movies leave important details in the end yeah. credits. Like, <laughs> just be bold and put this in the movie. But basically there's, like, a big happy party and it's like, oh, she and this Leslie Bibb are, like, sort of on good terms-ish or whatever and she, like, introduces her to the Finnish businessman and in oh, Finnish says, yeah. this is my friend. She's like very famous sex, sex worker. worker. Yeah, like, that's Ugh. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. That's really bad. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think Megan Fox is stronger. She was great. This was her debut film, I think, Whoa. which is like very impressive. And she looks like, like such a bebe in it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so young. Um, but how wild was but, the Transformers thing when you think about that 
that like, yeah, making that's like imagine being like that's the image of people have for me in my life it's like me under the hood of a car like just like yeah. that image. You're, you like I just when I think about being that age I'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah I feel like that was like parodied and like things all the time this image of you in like mm. short jean shorts mm-hmm. like under the hood of a car just an interesting one anyway but sorry, I think she's saying. a good antagonist because she doesn't she doesn't feel like a very bad person like she does some flawed things and she's mean and whatever but like that's also true for mm. Lola and I feel like she's very often she like stammers and like the way she plays it she seems pretty like insecure and she's like when she mm. is this yeah, Megan Fox yeah, right? or yeah yeah and like when she doesn't get the part she wanted and she's like no actually I, I did want the other part it's actually um it's actually a really rich role so it's actually yeah. I am happy with it it's like oh you're clearly like really insecure yeah. like I think yeah. she yeah it gives more depth and you understand because of that you understand what their kind of like bitterness towards each other mm. is because it's like oh clearly you see a lot of yourself in this person mm. like mm. Ju- like and you like, equally want attention all the time yeah. you just feel more validated by for and it because Carla money. sort of initially wants to impress her and is like if you're cool you could hang out with us and so yeah. she does a whole little Draco Malfoy and then gets rejected yeah. by totally. a little gay <laughs> exactly it yeah. <laughs> yeah. um I can Shit, I make a prediction yeah. I think not <laughs> well <laughs> God, I'm, nervy my podcast, I'm okay. really nervous here. Noah I think Ooh. you're gonna say you prefer drama queen and Ivana and I are gonna say we prefer shopaholic I you do this to me all the time Lindsay, so this it's, <laughs> I feel relieved I feel like every pick these days it's always a lie to be like well we all know what's gonna win and then she picks the thing that we like, obviously so Noah, weren't gonna are you pick incorrect again wow we watch dra- <laughs> drama queen is our life okay I, I, I fully respect shopaholic as a pick I do and no, you all, don't. You've all argued. You said it's so rom-com and like the blueprint in a negative way. No, but I understand <laughs> that the thing I enjoy about Drama Queen is not an element that can outweigh the, mm. the, the you know what? The, this um, <laughs> debate mirrors a lot. The Volcano Dante's oh, Peak no. one of being like one of these films, yeah. the like actual composition of the whole thing and how everything serves the whole is better. Whereas the mm. other one, has an element to it that just makes me is find the whole thing more entertaining. You're into acting. You have more of a, you place more importance on character than I do maybe. I really care about character. Yeah. Like yeah. if I vibe with the person, with, with the person more, I find that much more endearing. Mm. Like I just find the way Lola stumbles through <laughs> so much more interesting. I do. And it just feels like more distinct. And maybe I align with her more as an annoying <laughs> person myself. Yeah. <laughs> And there's no musical number in Shopaholic. And by musical number, it's yeah. like an it's perfect teen movie. Yes. And it's directed number. by great rom-com director, PJ Hogan, who also made Muriel's mm. Wedding and My Best Friend's Wedding, which he manages to throw a musical number in both of those multiple times. It's killer. It's like, come on, why couldn't there be a little shopaholic? Because she did the dance. They were like, it's too much. We can't. Like I'm not saying it was right. Yeah. But maybe I, they were like PJ. PJ. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 kind of musical number would you guys love to see in Shopaholic if you could put one in there? It's gotta be like a kind of old Hollywoody musical like Marilyn oh, Monroe. Yeah. Where she's like, I like this top. I like this skirt. Yeah. Like, oh, big spender. I mean, yeah. That's what she is, right? Or like material girl or something. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Damn. Well, oh, yeah, all the mannequins can like dance. The mannequins. With her. The mannequins. Yeah, they should have been. <laughs> Maybe it would be my pick if they'd done that. But I, yeah. it is, I feel like it's mostly a nostalgia pick for me in the sense of like, I, I definitely can see the faults in it, especially in that, like, for all the things I love about how Lola feels very real, 
she doesn't learn anything really. You're very right. They're like, I'm like, Oh, I, I feel like you've realized quite effectively the idea that this person does these things that are very self-serving and she wants to always be the center of attention, but it's because she has actually quite a positive outlook on life and wants to live very fully. And that mm. sometimes rubs off on other people who need to hear that, which is great, but it's still all about her at the end, which gets validated for her. But I just find her really entertaining to look at. And I'm like, Oh, it, I find it very interesting, the idea of being a person that wants attention all the time. Mm. That's more endearing to me than just like an the addict. strong the addict story <laughs> inside a chick flick that like in every sense <laughs> is exactly what you think it's going to be kind of. So for mm. me, it's quite easily Confessions of a Drama Queen. Easily? Queen. Yeah, Oof. I will say that. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, no question. are you still, you think it's the craft of honor that will, is why you can't agree with Noah on Confessions of a Teenage And do you have more nostalgia? You have more yeah, nostalgia for Shopaholic. Yeah, I have more nostalgia for Shopaholic. Okay. Yeah. I only watched more and like just, so there's that and mm. just like other things we've talked about, whether it's like, you know, being more invested in the friendship relationship or just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, multiple reasons, I guess. But yeah, I think it would have to be Shopaholic for me because Teenage Drama Queen felt more like, yeah, the scenes just didn't feel like they flowed into each other mm. and it was just all kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, but like, mm. yeah, Shopaholic, I think. Nice. I really th- think this through, Eliza. I have, okay. Just take a second. I've had many years to think this through. I've seen this movie many times. <laughs> I think As if you're there's about to some do this. things. I'm sorry, Eliza rocks. Okay, I know she rocks. What are you in my doing? <laughs> there are things. This about- will be your legacy. You'll be like 80, and you'll look this up, this episode, and you'll listen and to I'll it. Be like, and be like, why did I say I that? Thinking? Well, yeah, you know, you know what? That's Maybe why. I will. <laughs> Maybe I will another time. Think, oh no, I do prefer Teenage Drama Queen. I watched them both yesterday, and I just think there are things that are, I think, more clever about Teenage Drama Queen and more quirky or unique or like messy in a good way. Mm. But there's something so tight and satisfying about Shopaholic. And I think, like, screenplay-wise or whatever, I think you didn't, like, enjoy this, Noah. But I feel like that it really was all driven by her character and her addiction and her problem and the way it built up to that big embarrassing climax and stuff and side characters having sort of a life of their own that I don't think they had that much in Teenage Drama Queen. I prefer Confessions of a Shopaholic. I'll pay it. Alrighty, there it is. There you go. <laughs> Another L for my books. Jeez. Oh, what a legacy I'm one day. Oh. Literally, we should. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Supremely disappointing. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm sorry, Eliza. I still think you rock. Not you, Eliza. Oh. Yeah. Lola, Eliza. You, that's what you mean. You're my sister who I love, but. Yeah. But I don't rock. You don't, no. I lo- do love when Carol Kane says, Eliza rocks. Or whatever, like in the. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's so good. The MacBook she's Orchestra good. where they all yeah, like press like, play press on the space bar. <laughs> so good. That's so truly <laughs> Um, Let's move on to picking some little triplets in the attic. Ivana, would you like to begin with picking a third piece of media to sure. add on to this double feature? Um, yeah, I'm actually so relieved because going in today, I was like, they're immediately at some point in this conversation, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> it's like this and like mention my mm. triplet and it'll be like, because oh. I, I just thought it's like such an obvious pairing. So I'm so glad that it didn't come up at all. Um, 
but I genuinely believe, and I'm trying to make a video essay about this oh, that like shit. is not ready yet. But <laughs> it's so stupid. But I really do think that in like a thousand ways, Confessions of a Shopaholic is the same movie as Uncut Gems. So that's my triplet. That is sick. New York, tacky fashion, luxury items, a basketballer makes a cameo and talks about expensive watches. <laughs> this main character is an addict whose compulsive spending and reckless money behavior is destroying their life. They're both dating their co-worker. There's like an item like the scarf or the gem that's like this magical <gasps> sacred item. What um, if when Alicia bought a scarf, she's like, holy shit, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. <laughs> literally, literally, I think it's the same thing. And I think it's just the Shopaholic is the chick flick Uncut Gems. They <gasps> came out the year that the Safties quote unquote came up with the idea for Uncut Gems. That's oh. interesting. Mm. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I just think like you cracked the, the same movie. That's- and that's probably why it works for me. Because I'm like, this is, she's just Howie. And that's wow. what it is. That makes me enjoy it more already. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing Derek Smith in the like well, booth at the end. <laughs> right, okay, but in Uncut Gems when he's like at the school play and he turns around and the debt collector is in the crowd. Yeah. And, and, and Derek Smith is the debt collector in the crowd. Like they did it first. Like yeah. it's the same story. She's just running from the debt collector Aww. and trying to survive. And That's, that's so absolutely <laughs> the same thing. That is a killer triplet in that. Thank you. Very but, impressive. Uh, would you watch both of these movies and then Uncut Gems? Or would just, I recommend? Are you saying? Yeah, like, oh, uh, no. No, I mean, this What's is really just a triplet format? for. The Confessions of a Shopaholic. Yeah, confess- sorry about that. I think it would be nice to watch Uncut Gems <laughs> and then calm down with watching with Shopaholic. Yeah, like, ah. To be like, okay, you do it have a problem. Out. You won't die, but you should probably get on top of it. There's the alternate director's cut where Isla Fisher just gets straight gets up. murdered. <laughs> Derek Smith yeah. stands up yeah. on the morning show and just shoots her in the head. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. And similarly, there was like a studio cut of. Um, yeah, in a rom com. Of Uncut yeah. Gems Aww. where there is no violence. And, yeah. And exactly. he just hooks he up with Hugh Dancy. Yeah, that's so good. That would be <laughs> such a power couple in the this. What did you say? Hugh Dancy, these videos of him like in a giant field with the wind in his hair and like a bathrobe. Is that <laughs> him and Adam Sandler mm. just vibing together. Yeah, mm. that's how that movie would end. I'd love it for him. Nice. <laughs> the life that Howie deserves. Beautiful. Shall I do mine? Yes, please go ahead. Stunning. Mine is another one just for shopaholic. Um, I couldn't think of any movies about drama queens or about really dramatic people. <laughs> um. It's uh, it's I generally where I can find a horror movie, like uh, what's the word mm. hidden gem that can be recommended. I will. So today I'm recommending Chopping Mall, which Ooh, is nice. so fun. It's like one of the more actually like it is more like especially in like horror spheres like more seen now because it's one of the funniest of those like slasher ripoffs that's like just dumb enough that everyone wants to watch it. Mm. Essentially. Its other name is Killbots because it's about a group of teens and they all work at a shopping mall. And th- on this one night, they're like, oh, we're all going to like close, like when we close shop, we're just going to like stay here and yeah. spend the night, which is like the funniest setup for obviously every slash movie being like, get a bunch of sexy white teenagers together and then murder them. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> How like, are you going to get them in a 10 mall? 10 of them yeah. decide to like, 
essentially stay in like a very <laughs> fancy shopping mall overnight. Like wh- who is letting that happen? Like how would they get make that happen? Anyway, <laughs> they get trapped inside and this shopping mall has just installed a new security system, which is a bunch of robots, like fancy <laughs> like security robots. And, and for they, some reason they have like chainsaws inside them. It's like, what was that originally What for? was the function of this? <laughs> literally, like what yeah. was it supposed to serve? And you can literally just guess what happens from there pretty much. Um and it's like a bonding thing. Like they get to know the robots. Yeah, exactly. They all hook up with the robots. It's beautiful. Um, and they realize really the greatest danger to them all along was love. And they they love one another. Um, and it isn't really about a problem with shopping addiction. It's just they're in a shopping center. Um, and yeah. I don't know, maybe you can pair it with Shopaholic and imagine Rebecca Bloomwood trying to like run away from the robots, but then being like, oh. Gucci and then like getting to, and then getting <laughs> shot with lasers and stuff. Yeah, her scarf would get like tangled in her yeah. hair. That's that, and she'd have to be like, oh, do I have to rip yeah. it off? Or yeah. but she wouldn't be able to. Like, do you reckon I she would? Oh, no, she yeah, she'd die. <laughs> she'd die yeah. with her scarf. Yeah. <laughs> I will die as the girl with the green scarf. Yeah, so that's shopping mall. It's really fun. Sorry, no I don't mean to. So I just remembered also auction scenes in yes. Shopaholic and Gems. It's just, oh yeah. yeah, it's the same that's movie. So impressive. Make sure you let us know when that um video says it's done we'll put it on the page very <laughs> That's cool so good. um my triplet is also man we all pick things that are pretty much more um towards shopaholic mm. i'm picking the song xs by rina sawayama oh, nice. because it's also like it has that fun glossy surface appeal sounding very early 2000s like pop diva but it's about anti-materialism the dangers of finding yourself in objects and lust for objects and stuff and I think also like the era of the sound it is is sort of Confessions of Teenage Drama Queen vibes. Mm. So it's a it's sure. a stretch, but I'm saying it sort of <laughs> sounds like both movies. No kill, that's great. Yeah. There you go. We'll link to those below. Also, we have our email address below, twinpixpodcast at gmail.com. And we're seeking more listener questions to answer in an upcoming segment, upcoming episode. That's so, right. We're going to do a mailbag episode. Yes. So you can it can be movie related or it can just be super random mm-hmm. and we'll we'll answer away. Yeah. Um yeah. So you can either yeah, at Twin Peaks Podcast. No, Twin Peaks Podcast at gmail.com <laughs> or you can message us on our socials. Yeah, well. we'll have places to respond to you on yeah, yeah. Facebook and Insta and everything. Exactly. Yes. Wahoo! Done. What else? What else? Is there anything else to plug? Do you want to plug anything, Ivana? No. Stunning. No. Rough cut. Check out rough yeah. cut. Rough cut film. No, don't. <laughs> nah, I'm going don't. rogue. <laughs> Stay away from it. Um. Yeah. Stunning. Either way, thank you so much for bringing these movies, like as a choice. Do you reckon we should have done Confessions of a Shopaholic and Uncut Gems? I kind of want to no. save gems for another time. We can like. Well, if this podcast goes for long enough, surely at Ooh, one yeah, point yeah. we start pairing films we've already watched with <gasps> really? new films. Because you've got through we? all the films in the in world. The world yeah. Where we'll be out and we'll be <laughs> like, we'll no, there. I want to see if it will win this time, if it can win again. Right. Yeah. Can't believe Shopaholic won today. Uh-huh. I mean, that's we've done such an upset. 106 films. That's like most of them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. There's only like 200 and they've stopped making them. So there's not. They don't make more. the films anymore. Yeah, because of that COVID. Exactly. Yeah. That's the end of culture. So Exactly. Yeah. It ends. That's it. Yeah. It's just Cruella was the last film they made. <laughs> Cruella <laughs> was it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cruella was it. <laughs> Went out with a bang. <laughs> to be fair, Cruella kind of probably is it. That's probably the end of culture. Um, oh. And next week, if you want to watch films for <laughs> next week's episode. It's going to be a cold one. <laughs> it's going to be a chilly one in the dead of winter. We're watching Frozen and... 
Frozen. We're gonna have to, wait, did they? They didn't come out the same year, did they? That no. would be freaky. That would be <laughs> freaky. No, they came out a few years. Have we ever done a similar title that's the exact same title? We want to do Crash and Crash at some point. Yeah, we. But should. we haven't actually. I don't think we've we should done do that at some point. Yeah, title. I don't think we've ever done that. Right. So this is yeah. the. Oh, let's see if I can remember 2010 the years. 2010 horror, horror movie Frozen and 2013 Disney film Frozen that we all know mm. and love. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. But I know we'll have you again sometime in the future because you have so many other good pair-up yeah. ideas and love hearing your movie opinions. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm, like, here too much, so I appreciate no. being well. No, it's great. <laughs> If you weren't here, we just continue watching dumb things where we're like, we don't know how you can watch this film at home because we like, (laughs) we watched it with like Indonesian subtitles and the thing was mirrored and it's like impossible to find. It's a way to do it. So we needed to watch some classy films like this. Like Confessions of a Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah. Peak (laughs) class indeed. Yeah. Stunning. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye Bye. y'all.